Welcome to the Ground Zero Fitness Podcast, the podcast for the fitness beginner. I'm your host, Sam Kraft, sitting alongside my friend Kyle Chin. Getting started in fitness, especially if you've never been to the gym or worked out before, is a daunting task. We've developed this podcast to help listeners get their start in fitness, to help them get strong, stay strong, and enjoy what life has to offer. We discuss the why and how of strength, nutrition, and health so that people can be better versions of themselves for a lifetime. If you enjoy this episode or are able to pull anything useful out of it, we ask just one fee, and that's just tell somebody who may need this info about it. Welcome back to another episode of Ground Zero Fitness Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to stop eating like a child. How to stop eating like a child. It's 2020, everybody. (laughs) Sam, what are we going to talk about today? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to run through how impacted everybody is by processed and frozen foods and how convenient that is, Um, some family influence issues, um, and then cost of healthy food versus the fast processed foods that you can get. You know, so if you've decided to start getting into fitness and start changing your diet, uh, you're quickly going to realize that a bunch of your problems are directly related to how you eat. You know, if you could be, if you're tired or stressed, you've got anxiety. You know, if you're overweight, you're weak, you don't sleep very well. And even things like, how your skin is and stuff all relates back Mm -hmm. to that diet piece. And that's why it's so important to start making positive changes and start eating healthier. Yep. That's for sure. Especially with this whole COVID situation going on right now where everyone's kind of stuck home and doesn't really have anything good to do. Processed food has been a lot worse in the household than before. Yeah, I know. I, I know. There's a lot of families these days that are just making a lot of desserts on, in their free time, where they'll make pastries or just yep. bake any dessert, <laughs> desserts in the household. Because I know, I know a lot. A couple of my friends and their families do it as well, where they where they're just making chocolate chip cookies on the daily, yep. the random cheesecake that they never made in their lives before. I got and nothing to do. Let's make a bunch of brownies yeah. and let's eat some potato chips while I'm making the brownies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Recipe yeah, for disaster so that's, right there. that's happening all the time. And what, what, like, the root of the problem is that all of those kid-slash-children food, they're all salty, sugary, you know, crunchy, all of, like, the, the fun foods. <laughs> and they are so much more pleasurable than steak and eggs and steak and you know i think the dopamine hit of eating a bunch of chips and stuff is way worse you know so that's how people get used to eating that all the time instead of real wholesome foods yeah and you don't find they're satiating at all either like i could i know my my kryptonite is chips i can finish a whole family pack and still be hungry by the end of it but then let's say you eat something like a steak and you're satiated, and, and there's no way you can eat another thing. But if you eat a bag of chips, you're you're good to go for round two. Yeah, my kryptonite is ice cream. 
just a big ice cream guy. Like if there's a tub <laughs> in there, that thing is not surviving very long. So got to have a little bit of discipline. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about convenience and why do families go with processed or frozen foods? It's just. So can we talk about that? I would assume it's it's mostly from a you know convenience easy factor. It's easier to buy six frozen TV dinners and throw those in the microwave than it is to make steaks and rice and potatoes and all of that, all the good stuff, slicing up vegetables and all that. So just like a convenience factor of I just worked an eight-hour day. I do the last thing I want to do is cook a meal for my family, so I'm just gonna do it as really. I'm gonna do it as quick as I can, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of people. Their primary concern or their complaints is that they don't want to do the dishes after the fact. Completely understand that. To be honest with you, there yeah. there are ways to combat that issue though, which we'll bring up later on <laughs> in the episode, but. Yeah, frozen foods seem to be a problem once again. Um, just like your TV dinners. What is it? Hungry hungry Man? Hungry Man's. Good old yeah. Hungry Man's. Yeah. And then all that other are, crap. Things are <laughs> awful. And then, you know, it's you can make a – you can go meal prep, say, on a Sunday night and then have all your meals lined out for lunch. And that just takes a little bit of effort one day. Whereas, you know, say you want to go to – it's easier to just – leave work for your 30 minute or hour lunch and go to McDonald's and get your stuff and eat it and come back than it is to put in the effort of actually making real wholesome food. Um, it's, it seems yeah. easier, but it, I don't actually think that it is. You know, you're taking time out of your day to go through a drive through You're wasting your life in a drive through at McDonald's when you could be eating really good food. So. Yep. Yeah. And I love how you bring that up because at my nine to five, my department orders out all the time. And there's actually so much planning that goes into it that they don't even think about. But we eat lunch at 1.30 and by 12 p.m. they're already discussing what they're going to have for lunch. And then they take another five minutes just scrolling through their phone to look look up, look up Uber Eats or whatever, whatever they're trying to find. That's another like five minutes. And then another five minutes just like what did I say? So the first thing is trying to decide what they want to eat as a group. And then another five minutes to find out what place they're going to get it from. And then obviously another 45 minutes for the delivery of the food to actually arrive. So it's like this whole process where every day they're spending 10, 15 minutes deciding what to eat. And obviously whatever they choose is most likely going to be crap. <laughs> yep. Instead of just meal prepping on that Sunday night, taking two hours an hour half to two hours to prepare five lunches for the week and and being good so that you can just bring your lunch to work microwave it and have it within two minutes instead of worrying about the whole delivery stuff not to mention you're spending so much money every day on meals so i remember i was in a nine to five situation in a hospital i worked down in a lab right after i graduated college and I remember going in to the lunch break room and these my coworkers would come down from the cafeteria with these salads that were 10 to 15 bucks depending on what you put on them 
and then they're like, oh man, eating healthy is so expensive. This was $13. (laughs) And then I'll put in my Tupperware of ground beef, some vegetables, (laughs) some rice that cost me less than $2 to make, you know? And it's, it's, it is a complete lie that eating healthy has to be expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive whatsoever. No. Not at all. And I always find it hilarious that they make salads the most expensive foods. Oh, yeah. Because you you literally buy a head of lettuce at the grocery store for like two bucks, yet they're jacking up the prices, giving you a quarter of that lettuce for like ten bucks. Yeah. It's like $8 <laughs> a pound for a salad and or something ridiculous like that, and it can end up being $15 for a salad. Why would you ever spend $15 on a salad? <laughs> You know? Yeah, exactly. And just Spend breaking 50. down our breaking down our meal meal prep, like it is not expensive at all. You just said it yourself. No. Your ground beef is not expensive. Your veggies are not expensive. At least in my my case, I usually have like pork chop or whatever cut of meat, and then veggies, and it's like it all amounts to maybe like a dollar and a dollar fifty cents per meal. Yep. Exactly. Instead of 15, which if you're doing the Uber Eats route, you're obviously paying for the driver as well. In addition to yeah. the food, it's 15 to 20 bucks, right? Minimum. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, like I've at Walmart and at some places you can get a 20 pound bag of jasmine rice for like $16. I bought one of those a month and a half ago and I'm still eating on that bag. It was, yeah. there's my carbs every day for the last month and a half or two. And it's still not exactly. gone. There's still some left. Now I'm just going to keep doing that. It's so much cheaper to, to do that. And the, the part of it is that it's not completely like everybody's fault because all of these companies that make all these addicting, sugary, salty, crap processed foods also shove advertisements down everybody's throat all day long every day have you ever watched like a professional football game it's pepsi doritos mcdonald's all of those advertisements so that's your an alcohol beverage too beer alcohol and like have you ever driven down a main street of any decent sized town it's wendy's mcdonald's arby's up in canada <laughs> Tim Hortons, right? <laughs> Tim Hortons. Surprise, surprise, you know that one. <laughs> yeah, whatever, you got poutine and, you know, that kind of thing up there. So it's the same thing. You're going to, you're just bombarded with this unhealthy crap food basically 24-7 to the point children see three to five fast food TV ads per day. That's TV ads, not all of the other advertisement that they're going to see driving around on their phones, whatever else. So it's it's not really a crazy thing that everybody is addicted to these things. Yeah. Yeah, it's really society influenced as well. But that is no excuse that you should be using to the reason you can't eat healthy because everyone can. It's just you're using that as an excuse or a distraction to to stray away from eating healthy. Yeah. One thing that you see a lot of times as well is um, the influence from the family. Yes. So uh, whatever age you are, if your family eats unhealthy, yes, it's harder for you to eat healthy. But that, does that mean you can't eat healthy? Like, not at all. Not at all. You can prepare food on your own. And there's there's two different 
perspectives you can see this from. Either you live at, at your parents' house or you are a parent feeding the kids. If you're the one that's, let's say, the, the 18, 19, 20-year-old still living at your parents' house, you can see this in a way where if you eat healthier, you can get your whole family to eat healthy just by the results that they see from you. So in my this actually happened in my case where I was eating healthy meal prepping myself for the last two years and my parents saw the changes in my body like the physique and all the other good stuff and they started asking me questions on what I eat and how I eat kind of transitioned into what they eat as well. So for example, my mom was actually, she she eats a ton of carbs or she did in the past where most meals is like 80% carbs. Some, sometimes she wouldn't even eat protein at all. It's just all carbs. Rice and noodles was like a staple in her diet and nothing else really until she kind of realized and I kept on bringing home the message that you need to eat more protein, especially the older you get or else your muscle your muscle starts breaking down and all that stuff. So over the course of the two years of me eating healthier, my parents started eating healthier just because they saw the changes in my life and it really helped them. And then there's the other case where you're a parent trying to feed your kids, but you've also got a partner that does not want to eat healthy. I'm sure you hear that a lot where yep. you have, let's say you're the husband and then your wife just does not want to eat healthier as as often. So at that point, you have to come up with a compromise or, or a negotiation on what you guys are going to be doing to eat healthier, right? Yep. And especially with, especially if kids are involved, then you can't have dad eating all of this wholesome food and then mom eating all of this crap food. And then yes, you, you can't like try and push your kids to eat healthy because one of you isn't doing it. One of you is mm-hmm. eating all the crap, has the crap in the house, but the other one doesn't. So what, how confused are those kids going to be, right? Yep. And nine times out of the ten, nine times out of ten, the kid is going to be choosing the unhealthy crap just yes. because it has a ton of sugar and it probably tastes better and it can be described with all the adjectives that end in E. Crunchy, tasty, yes. <laughs> all that stuff. Hence the stop eating like a child thing. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yep. So family influence is huge. And if you're the parent in the household, don't be, don't be afraid to negotiate with your significant other to try to set boundaries on how you're going to be eating healthy as a family. And Mm -hmm. if you're the one on the other hand, where you're the younger, where you're living in a, in your parents' household, don't be afraid to just eat on your own or like eat, eat a healthier portion of what they have. And then they can see what you're doing the changes that are going on in your life and then start implementing it themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's important. Once you've realized that you need to start making the changes, I think like where a lot of the problem comes from is growing up in an environment where you don't, where your family doesn't eat well, or, you know, there's obesity in your family and that's just kind of the lifestyle it's Mm -hmm. easy to fall into that trap and those people until they realize that they need to make a change it's 
they may not know any other way, you know. So it's it's definitely definitely difficult getting out of that mindset. But once you've realized I need to do these changes, then it's okay to start saying, maybe I don't need to eat this. Maybe I need to prioritize the protein more. And then if your family has a problem with that, you got to stand your ground as much as you possibly can. Yep. And it, it is a negotiation because if you yep. are starting to try and eat healthy, you can't have a family member try to, what is it, I guess backstab you in a way where you're trying to eat healthy, but then they decide, you know what, I feel like eating an apple pie today and then they'll just buy sweets and well, yeah. there goes your diet because you see it and obviously you can't resist when you just start dieting. Yeah. So that's where the negotiation comes in where you can't have someone trying to sabotage you all the time. And you have to get, you have got to get those people on board regardless of what they're doing. You know, if, mm-hmm. if they don't want to make that change, fine, but you have to lay the line down that I am making this change and if you're doing anything to sabotage it or you're tempting me in any way like get out of here i don't or i'm not going to deal with that (laughs) basically is what you have to say because if you work with enough people you're gonna especially as trainers or coaches you're gonna run into a client whose family or spouse or friends do not support that lifestyle you're trying to get somebody trying to get somebody going down the right path but if all their friends do is eat wings and drink beer and watch football games, then that's a really hard battle for them to have to face. Yeah, for sure. exactly. And one thing that we're not trying to say is completely change your life and have zero tolerance to all the unhealthy food. What we're saying is just have 80% of it should be clean or even 90%. Your other 10 to 20% can be a little bit dirty, so your weekends. But we're just saying five days a week, maybe six, eat healthy so that that one day you can splurge. So if you you like football, if your family's a football family, if you got your Sunday night football, there you go. You can splurge on that day. But Monday to Saturday, just keep it, keep it healthy. Yeah. And you know, it's really simple. Like on those big events, it's simple to say instead of drinking six beers or six cokes i'm gonna drink two or three and then <laughs> i'm not gonna dip all of my wings in ranch dressing you know smother oh. you know what i'm saying you can make just small little changes to help you for sure yeah so what are some solutions we can see people going through to make these changes in their lives so i've got a pretty simple way to stop eating like a child uh, an actual system um and you know the first thing is building awareness and that's that's tough because you may not even know that you have the problem of eating bad stuff and then to go from there drink a gallon of water start prioritizing protein track your calories based on your goals eat mostly whole foods and then you can enjoy some of the fun stuff like the wings and beers once you have those things kind of figured out. Yep. So do you want me to go deep into depth here? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. So step one, if you're 
starting to make a nutrition change, get a notebook and a pen. And then don't eat any differently. Just write down every last thing you put in your mouth from, it can be anything that you put in your mouth. So even your sauces, your barbecue sauce, your ranch dressing, whatever, write it all down for two weeks. Don't do anything different. Don't add anything. Don't subtract anything. Write it down and do not lie to yourself. So that's step one. That's uh, really going to build the awareness first. And, you know, if it's, if it's starting to look like you got chips, soda, french fries, burgers, pizza, pizza you know, bush light, Gatorade, TV dinners, and all those stuff, then it's like, okay, I obviously have got some things to work on. So once you've done that for two weeks, get a refillable water bottle. Doesn't matter. I, I drink a, out of a, it's called a Nalgene bottle or a blender bottle. I carry around it with me all the time the goal is to drink a gallon of water of d- per day 128 ounces i know there's some there's some controversy over if a gallon of water is too much what's your take on that do you think a gallon of water for everybody or uh, it's a good it's a good marker to reach um yeah i, I feel like a f- a gallon of water is a little too much for someone that's not doing anything in their day. Could be, yeah. Because um, at least when I when I don't do anything in my day and I drink a gallon of water, I'm literally going to the washroom every hour and <laughs> what's coming out is literally just transparent. So I, I think for the days that I don't do anything, a gallon is a little too much. I'll, I'll drink... I don't know what's the equivalent. So I know a gallon is around four liters, right? So yes. I'll drink around like three... and three to three and a half on days that I don't work out or days I literally don't do anything but days I work out is like a little more than four but four is a good four is a good number to reach I'd say yeah and four liters equal to a gallon half your so it's half your body weight in ounces is another Mm. mark that I've heard so if you're yeah 180 pounds then drink 90 ounces of water which is probably about where you are in that three liter mark three four liter mark yeah. yep yeah. somewhere in there so regardless i always just go for a gallon of water especially with people that need to make those start making those changes for a couple reasons you're gonna commit to drinking the same amount of water every day which is a habit builder now we're actually doing something quantifiable every day we're drinking the same amount every day so that's building that habit right yep so uh you know if another thing that people do is they only drink coffee soda gatorade whatever (laughs) and don't actually drink any water at all and i'm not sure how people live like that but they do (laughs) and they say i don't like water and you're wrong if you don't like water. <laughs> you like water because you're a human and you need it because you're 70% water. So yeah. you got to, if that's your excuse of I don't like water, you got to figure out a way to like it, put some lemon in it, whatever. But we got to get that yeah, Stop! Out. Stop eating like a child. <laughs> stop eating like a child. You know, grow up a little bit. So another one that I've thrown in here is 
stop drinking regular soda. You do not need hundreds, even thousands of calories a day in soda, sugar soda. Switch to diet or zero cal. Like that's non-negotiable. And if you don't like the taste of those, then you don't need it because that, that's <laughs> unnecessary calories that just sabotage so many things. And people don't even realize that they should be writing that in. Yes, a Mountain Dew has like 70 grams of sugar. We need to stop that immediately. So once you've been writing down what you eat, once you've figured out you're going to drink the same amount of water every day, hopefully a gallon, if not a little bit less, whatever works for you, then start adding your protein. And protein is your meats. It could be whey protein. Add a few more bites of that every day at every meal. So, you know, if you take a few extra bites of chicken, take a few extra bites of steak, ground beef, whatever, and write that in that you've been eating extra protein. So if you can do those three three things, you add, you start writing down what you eat, you drink a gallon of water a day, and you've started prioritizing and adding more protein, then you're doing better than everybody, like 95% of the people. <laughs> so, yep. yep. Um, and I know we talked in previous episodes about habits compounding, those small little habits, and that's like the whole point of those three things. And like we were talking about in last episode, you're probably not going to see a lot of progress because it's been a few weeks of doing that. You're probably not going to see a lot of weight change on the scale because we haven't changed anything for real. So once you figure that out, then it's time to start worrying about the calorie. And Kyle, what is a calorie? A calorie is energy. It's energy, right? So it's yeah, all about that. You got energy. me a little worried there. You, you you put me on the spot. You got me a little worried there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to keep you involved. I feel like maybe I'm just rambling. But keep going. Uh, now we're gonna start worrying about your calories, and so we've just written what you eat, and then we've added the protein. So now it's actually time to pay attention, like what those mean. So. My Fitness Pal is great. I know there's a few others that you can download on your phone to start putting in your food. And then record everything in there that you eat. So write it down in your notebook, then record it in My Fitness Pal, the amounts and everything. Do this for two weeks so you can build the habit of tracking your food in the app. Don't change anything yet. And again, if that's too hard for you, go back to the gallon of water and build some discipline, right? So <laughs> once you figure that out after two weeks, it's time to actually figure out how many calories you need. So maintenance calories is what your body needs based on your activity levels to not gain any weight, not lose any weight. It's like you're just stagnating, doing nothing. And there's a formula for it, which is... Your maintenance calories is your goal body weight in pounds. So say you want to you wanna get to 200 pounds if you're 220 times 10 plus your total weekly training hours. So add in if you have th- three hours of weightlifting and then you walk three to four hours a week, add those in and then you find that number. 
that's gonna kick you out a number, say it's 2,400. So that's your maintenance calories based on your activity levels. If you wanna lose weight, eat 500 calories less than that for two weeks and then hop on a scale at the end of that two weeks and see if you lost weight, All right? So if that, that scale doesn't go down, obviously we maybe need to lower it a little bit. So subtract a couple hundred calories and you can be doing that by seeing how many calories you eat per day in the app. So log everything that goes in your mouth from the ranch dressing or your salad dressing <laughs> down to whatever. So again, you've increased your protein, you're focused on water, you got your food tracker going. Uh, and then now that you are into that food tracker, you can see how many grams of protein you're eating per day start eating your body weight in grams of protein per day. So if you're 160 pounds, eat 160 grams of protein per day. And that's like non-negotiable, right? Like we, if you want to <laughs> gain muscle, lose fat, it's one of those things that you basically have to do. So yep. besides the soda thing, we haven't taken anything away, right? We haven't, besides soda, we haven't taken any of your favorite foods at all, but once you've been able to get up to this point of tracking your food, prioritizing protein and all that, then it's time to actually start getting rid of some of the bad stuff. So go to your fridge and pantry. I know we talked about the temptation thing, like the chips and the cookies and all that. And if you're really serious about it, throw all that crap away. All your processed foods, all your sugary treats, all your chips, all your vegetables, throw it all away and start fresh. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously there's room for those things later, but a big excuse that I've found is people will be like, well, I haven't been to the store. I don't have, I don't have anything to make, so I'm just gonna go out to eat and get some fast food and that sabotages everything. Again, you are now an adult. You're no longer eating like a child. So it is your responsibility to have a list of real foods that you actually enjoy. Um, and maybe we should talk a little bit about the difference between real foods and processed foods. Kyle, what is a, what's a bunch yep. of real wholesome foods that you like? Yep. So some of my favorites, eggs steak i like bacon a lot pork chop pork belly so pork belly falls under bacon but yep. pork belly is usually a thicker cut i love pork belly. you want that thicker um, cut that's for sure yeah <laughs> potatoes are real good yeah, oh yeah i really like potatoes now um some people stick with rice i know you stick with rice yep all your veggies um, I'm not going li to list your typical veggies like broccoli or cauliflower because honestly i hate those those are terrible but yeah, but yeah. there's there's different veggies you can try like bok choy, um, string beans, asparagus, all these all these other choices of whole foods. So those are your whole foods, and then yep. let's say fats, you would probably use butter, um, real butter. I like using not margarine. real butter, not margarine. Yes. Throw yes. your margarine um, away. I like using bacon fat actually oh, as yeah. my cooking cooking fat cooking oil. And then 
yeah, that's that's my list of my favorite whole foods. And then for po- processed foods, you got your processed oils, your hydrogenated oils, your like vegetable oils and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you got your <laughs> you got all your chips, you got all your brownies, your ice cream. I don't know. The list goes on. Yeah. I don't really think about my processed foods because I, yeah. I try to stick away from it. <laughs> so stay away from it. Write down a list of real foods you enjoy and then from there here on out it is your responsibility to have them on hand in your house in your fridge 24 7 so you can make a healthy wholesome meal whenever you want or meal prep them whenever you want now there's i don't think there's any excuse for oh i haven't been to the grocery store so i'm just gonna go eat out no that's not the way it works if you're really trying to make a bunch of changes you know so then every week decide what you're going to eat for each meal okay i'm going to eat bacon eggs and a mango every day for breakfast this week or bacon cottage cheese eggs whatever and then for lunch i'm going to eat ground beef and rice and mixed veggies and then for dinner i'm going to eat chicken or pork chops or steak <laughs> plus potatoes with the X amount of calories, X amount of protein, X amount of carbs. Pre-make those meals or make them in bulk and eat them. No excuses. Don't eat out during the week. Don't eat those co- those uh, office donuts that your coworker brings in. <laughs> Don't eat extra treats. Only eat the food that you intended on eating and everything else completely ignore. Yep. So, and then if, you, if you're actually able to do this for an extended period of time, write down what you eat, log it in MyFitnessPal, drink a bunch of water, prioritize protein, eat your calories based on your goals. Only once you've done that for an extended period of time and seen some progress in the direction that you want to go, can you earn the right for that occasional treat, that occasional cup of ice cream, that occasional brownie your wife made, that occasional bag of chips or whatever. But, you know, kids, children eat treats because they succumb to the temptation and the sweet and salty (laughs) stuff. And But if you've been able to build these habits before, then you've probably built the self-control to enjoy those things occasional occasionally i know the 80 20 80 percent whole foods 20 percent whatever you want is kind of the real deal you know so um to keep it simple and stop eating like a child because it's 2020 and you shouldn't be eating like a child anymore build (laughs) awareness for what you eat drink a gallon of water prioritize protein track your calories based on your goals using my fitness pal or whatever app you want to do, eat mostly whole foods, the list that you have written down of the foods that you enjoy, have them on hand at all time, and then you can enjoy the occasional treat, and you are probably eating like an adult now. <laughs> I love how you added probably. <laughs> may, may or may not be. Yeah. Well, that, that was honestly a great way to wrap up that episode. I think you did a really fantastic job of outlining 
how to actually eat like an adult and stop eating like a child. And I think our listeners have a better understanding of how to do this now. Yeah. So thanks so much for for letting us in on your steps on how to eat like an adult. Thanks for listening to my rant, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys can check us out. Obviously, you know where to go. Ground Zero Fitness Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at SamK underscore strength and at I am Kyle C-E-E. Hope you guys have a wonderful day and see you guys next time.